thank you for listening to Northwood Baptist Church of Yadkinville, North Carolina. Join our pastor, Tim Webb, for an encouraging time with God and His Word. Northwood Baptist Church is a place where the Bible is passionately preached and practiced and where you are always welcome. So stay tuned for a practical message for your life as we enjoy the abundant life that Jesus Christ offers to all. I appreciate that. Luke chapter number 9 in your copy of God's Word today. I'll tell you something about me you probably don't know. And uh, we've only been together a few years, but I feel like uh, there's not much that you don't know about me. But one thing that you may not know is that I enjoy uh, mystery novels. I enjoy suspense. I enjoy thrillers. And uh, I enjoy TV shows with spies. And, and uh, just to be honest, I enjoy TV shows sometimes with a uh, you know, little bit of a dark plot. Maybe there's a murder or something like that. What bothers me is Emily really enjoys them. And she reminds me sometimes that she's getting some ideas on that. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. But, but I love those, those mysteries. Uh, the other night, we had been to eat, and, and after we ate, she had went into the store, and so me and Joanna stayed in the car, and when she got back to the car, I said, I've got it figured out. She said, what in the world are you talking about? I said, I know exactly that show that I like. I know exactly they've been teasing it all these years, but I know exactly who he is now, and I'm going to tell you about it. And I started telling her all about this, and I started telling her, and she said, well, hold, hold on, isn't he? But I thought he was, but that doesn't make sense because of... And what she was getting at is this, the person you're describing doesn't sound like the person that I've seen on the TV screen. The person that you're describing doesn't seem to fit with the story that that I've been told about him. I think we must be talking about two different people. Or, or maybe in a mystery, you know, you'll, you'll have someone that turns out to be a double agent. I love all that. I just think that is incredible, fun, wonderful stuff. But sometimes that happens to us in our lives. You'll meet somebody and, and you'll know them maybe for years, maybe you'll just know them for a little while, but somewhere along the relationship that you have with them, you'll find something out about them, you'll hear something about them, and you'll say, well, that just doesn't even sound like the person that I know. That doesn't even sound like it's possible that that could be true of the person that I have come to know. You must be talking about someone else. Sometimes the way it happens is this. We'll hear something and, and we'll say, well, you know what? That's just a side of them I've never seen before. They're just showing a different side. That's just something I've never seen before. And what I want to preach on today is exactly that. The disciples, the apostles, those who've been following Jesus now for several years, they have here in the text before us a revelation of the Redeemer. A revelation of the Redeemer. Let's start reading in verse number 18. It came to pass as He was alone praying, that's Jesus, His disciples were with Him. And He asked them saying, Whom say the people that I am? They answering said, John the Baptist. But some say Elias. Others say that you're one of the old prophets risen again. He said to them in verse 20, But whom say ye that I am? Peter answering said, The Christ of God. And he straightly charged them and commanded them to tell no man that thing. 
saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. Verse 23 tells us, He said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? Another place in the Word of God, it reads, What is a man profited if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? But verse 26 says this, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed, when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. But I tell you of a truth, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they shall see the kingdom of God. And it came to pass about eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James and went up into the mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistering. And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. The Bible says in verse number 32, But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were awake, they saw His glory and the two men that stood with Him. And it came to pass, as they departed from Him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, Master, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias, not knowing what he said. Verse 34, While he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them. And they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, hear Him. And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone. And they kept it closed and, and told no man in those days any of those things which they had seen. Father, I need Your help today. I'm glad to be able to come to You. I'm glad that I can enter with boldness. You're a great God. You're a God beyond all compare. But Lord, I am, I am very aware today how much I need You. And so I just come asking You to help me. Lord, let me say that which You would have me to say. Let me hold back anything that would not be exactly what You desire for this service. I pray for the hearts of those who hear that they would be changed, that we would be drawn more in love with Jesus. And I pray that You'll hide me behind the cross, empty me of self, forgive me of sin that would hinder what You desire to do in this service. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus has just fed the 5,000. He's just fed 10, 15,000 people sitting out in the plain there and done a wonderful and a miraculous work. And up to this point in the book of Luke, we've covered a couple of years' time. Now, it doesn't seem like that, but where we're at in the book of Luke, we've covered a couple of years. And in those first couple of years in Jesus' ministry, if I can say it this way, it was all glory. Uh, you, you've heard it said that preachers
preachers have honeymoon phases in churches. You know, you can't do anything wrong. You, you can't make any mistakes. You have honeymoon phases in your marriage. I mean, everything's wonderful. Everything's lovely. Well, for those couple of years, pretty much, now, there were some exceptions, but pretty much it was the honeymoon of Jesus' ministry. And you say, why was that? Because in those first two years, there was a lot of miracles that were going on. I mean, everybody loves it when you feed them bread. The Bible says that one day they were gathered to Jesus, not because they wanted to hear His Word, but because they wanted their bellies to be filled. And up to this point in His ministry, Jesus, you could say, is riding a high tide of popularity. Now, to be fair, they have desired to kill Him already. Uh, the Pharisees have already been plotting against Him. But up to this point in His ministry, the crowds are with Him. The masses are following Him. They all want to get close to Jesus. They all want to get a piece of Jesus. But here's the truth about it. Not all of them that had this great desire to get close to Jesus understood exactly who He was. Some of them said, you know what? We've never seen anybody who's able to do miracles like this Jesus. So I think I know who He is. This Jesus, He must be John the Baptist resurrected from the dead. After all, they killed John the Baptist, but this Jesus preaches about repentance too. So He must be John the Baptist come from the dead. And another one says, no, no, no. He's not John the Baptist. He's one of those old time prophets. I mean, hear the way He proclaims the Word of God. See the miracles that He does. Surely He's an old time prophet. He's a great man of God, but He's just a man. But one day Jesus asked His disciples here, we see in verse number 18, He looks at them He says, okay, who do the people say that I am? And they recount to Him what I've just told you. They say, oh, they love it when you do the miracles. They love it when you feed them bread. They love it. They think it's wonderful when the, when the maniac of the town is put in his right mind. They think you're wonderful, Jesus. They think you're a good man. Uh, they think a whole lot of you. They enjoy you. They're glad to have you around. And then he says, that, that's good and that's well. I'm glad that the people think that. But let me ask you a question. Whom say ye that I am? And Peter being the spokesman of the group like he always is, he answers. He says, the Christ of God. We see here, first of all, the person of Jesus. Peter says, you're the Christ of God. This is recounted two other places in the Word of God. And in one of those places, I believe it's going to be in the book of Matthew, Jesus looks at him and He says, Peter, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. It's something when you're watching a show or you're reading a book and the author unmasks that person that you think you know and shows you a different side of them and shows you that they're more than you think that they are. Jesus says, Peter, the reason that you know that I'm more than just an old time preacher, Peter, the reason that you know is that I'm more than just a man down on the river baptizing, Peter, the reason you understand that I am the Christ is because my Father has unveiled your eyes. He's let you see and He's let you understand who I am. I'm not just a miracle worker. I'm not just one who casts out demons. I'm not just one who heals the sick. I am the Messiah. I am the way Peter says it. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He says, Peter, you got it right and you got it right because my Father has opened 
your eyes. Now, I'm feeling like preaching for a while today, but you can help yourself right here. If you'll say amen to this, you'll save yourself five minutes of preaching somewhere, surely. Aren't you glad for the day in your life when the Father opened your eyes and showed you exactly who Jesus was? Aren't you so glad that when you were dead in trespasses and sins, you had no desire for God, you had no savor, no taste for the things of God? One day you heard a voice that said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And your eyes were open, and you saw Jesus is wonderful. Jesus is glorious. Jesus is more than just a man. You say, what is that? It is a revelation of your Redeemer. The Father opens your eyes and lets you see. Peter says, Jesus, we've been talking about it. We've got it figured out. We know exactly who you are. You are the Christ of God. And that was exactly right. Peter was saying, Jesus, you're the long-awaited Messiah. You're the one that we've been studying about since we were little boys. You're the one that we've been memorizing verses about since we were just kids. You're the one who's come to set up your kingdom. You're the King of the Jews. You're the Christ of God. You're the Anointed One. You are the Messiah. Thank you for listening today. This program has been brought to you by the generosity of the Northwood Baptist Church family. Our church loves Jesus, and Jesus loves you. You can hear today's message in full by searching for Northwood Baptist Church on YouTube. You can share this program with others on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Make plans to be our guest in Yadkinville, North Carolina very soon for any and all of our services. You'll locate our church by going to 1309 Northwood Church Road. There, you'll enjoy a friendly welcome, encouraging music, and a practical message from the Bible. There is a place for you and your family at Northwood. For more information, visit northwoodbandist.us or you can call us at 336-677-3781 or drop us a note at P.O. Box 1637, Yankinville, North Carolina, 27055. Until next time, from Pastor Tim Webb and the Northwood Baptist Church, God bless you and keep looking up.